0: The following contains major plot points that may spoil movies for some viewers. You have been warned. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Abby Norrell Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Bourne. And I'm Aaliyah. I'm not going to ask how's it going, so I kind of figure you all doing good. But today we do have a fun little episode that we do that we continue.
1: Sorry, I had to adjust the audio recording. I think that should be better.
0: Yeah, that should be fine.
1: Okay. So this will probably be part two, then, of the Unpopular Opinions episode. And yep. you got Lily. Uh, we have
0: our little kid with us right now. She's on my lap.
1: Yeah, kind of like we did it last time. I mean, not in the first episode, but the first time we tried recording this particular episode.
0: Mm-hmm. And, we and if you heard a
1: if you heard thump, that was <laughs> Bowie.
0: Bowie hit his head. Like oh he probably God, does every you other time. Chunk. So now we have both our kids on our laps. And we got both out.
1: babies joining us for the podcast.
0: So they might as well discuss with us, even though this one probably doesn't even know about horror movies.
1: Yeah, well neither of them really do. No. Anyway, so I I've since the first episode I have posted on our Instagram account highlights on the stories of popular opinions or unpopular opinions Mm -hmm. and some of us you know some of our followers have voted some of us as well have gone on there on our personal accounts and voted between some of the ones that we have already mentioned in the last episode and ones we're going to talk about in this episode Yep. so do you just want to go ahead and jump into it
0: yeah let's go jump into it but before we do that i would like to give a personal shout out Mm -hmm. to someone to uh patrick Kingsley, if you're listening right now dude i love you and thank you for listening to us i'm really happy that you actually enjoy our podcast just like everyone else does and you are one awesome man and if you hear from him in the future he might have his own podcast as well so stay tuned for patrick Kingsley if that ever happens but other than that let us continue with our unpopular opinion
1: So we're going to start off with a two-part question, and it's really just who's the better director between James Wan and Ari Aster. Because there's a lot of different opinions about both of them. Some say that James Wan is good. Some say James Wan is okay or not too good. And some say the same things about Ari Aster. Obviously, you all know how I feel about Ari Aster as a director. You can go ahead and listen to any of our previous episodes mentioning him. So it's really just narrowing down between James Wan, who directed the Conjuring movies. He also directed the Saw films, and I think Insidious also. And Ari Aster so far has released, I believe, The Witch, Hereditary, and Midsommar are kind of his big three Mm -hmm. horror films of the times. Yeah. I I mean, I want to say The Modern Era because
0: just this is like kind of where we are past right now. Few years, that he's yeah.
1: done. yeah. Because the modern era is kind of where we are at right now with like modern horror films progressing and changing again the course of film industries and things like that. It's just I, yeah. I personally feel like James Wan is the better director than Ari Aster. I mean, I'll give credit to where it's due in terms of the visual effects that Ari Aster brings to some of his films. He does bring a good sense of gore to some of his scenes when it comes to like death or kill scenes or however he, he goes about it It's very creative
0: mm-hmm. and the
1: visual effects especially in midsummer when they are tripping on mushrooms i believe it is or some sort of herbal tea uh, and those yeah. those trippy sequences are pretty interesting to watch mm-hmm. but i feel like as a whole as a story as character development and all that it's not a good one.
0: Yeah, I thought it would be a good one because, especially for midsummer, I thought it would have had a lot of that heavy, like pagan, like horror influence to it. But it really, mm. it's kind, of, it's a mixture of that mixed with toxic, uh, toxic relationship issues.
1: It mixes a lot of things. I mean, it's got, it's got grief, it's got suicide, and different and it, aspects and it of just that. Just
0: for once, it makes me think I'd rather watch Twilight than this. Yeah,
1: it's. I mean, it's got a weird. It's—I don't even know what the word I'm thinking of is. It. It's got a weird mixture of different themes into it, while still trying to not be like we mentioned before an obvious horror movie.
0: But I will say, out of all the Ari Aster's films that I've watched, because I've only watched two out of three, I've never really watched *Hereditary*. I mean, I heard fucked up things about it.
1: It is fucked but, up. Uh,
0: but I've watched *Midsummer*. I would probably get be like the second movie I like, but the first movie, the number one movie I like is *The Witch*. I definitely like for what it is like, you know, its tone of the movie, its premise, the um, the eeriness that goes on, especially with the kids and the goat and the kid going to the forest and finding the lady who's young but turns out to be old. Under yeah, me. the witch. The witch herself. Yeah. So and that that yeah. was another
1: thing about the witch that I didn't like is that the plot twist supposedly if there is a plot twist because I don't obviously see this as a plot twist when it's. Revealed at the end... <coughs> when it's revealed at the end that Black Philip, their goat, is Lucifer or Satan himself. In
0: disguise, yeah.
1: When the two children were running around singing nursery rhyme that essentially revealed his identity from the get-go. And, you know, it's, it's not a twist. If it's sort of implied in the beginning, even through a nursery rhyme, yeah, you would probably don't think of it because they're toddlers... And they just make up random shit just yeah. to be w- weird and random. But yeah. it's like, there you go. Right there. They're already telling you Black Philip is the devil.
0: Yeah, so those so, kids so are how really is it, right. So
1: how is it a plot twist that, surprise, Black Philip is really the devil.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that Philip.
1: It just, it's not a plot twist if it's already mentioned the I know, you
0: you just said that pun. It's okay. Ugh. We can get over it. It's fine.
1: I have so many issues with this. With I know, but I do
0: like the very end of it where she is upset and realizes that she kind of basically belongs well, with the witches and she walks over to well the yeah, bonfire. Well, yeah, because she
1: essentially, at this point, like Danny in Midsommar, she doesn't have anybody. She's essentially been shunned by her own family for speculating that she's a witch and is somehow involved with the deaths of her siblings. And now it's like okay, I'm not a witch, but yeah, Lucifer is offering me to be part of a coven, which I'm going to go ahead. If they are going to accept me, much less like my own family, then fine. Fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and be a witch.
0: Yeah. And it's
1: like, again, it's all about finding some sort of acceptance in a community of people that are not directly related to you. mm -hmm. It's finding your own family, essentially, through a horror story.
0: Yeah. I in a think weird way. You know it's funny? It's the same thing with The Witch in Midsummer. So it has that kind of like same theme to that. Mm-hmm. You know, you lose a family, but you gain one. Kind of like in that sense. But the family that you gain, it turns out to be evil a little bit. Yeah. You know? And you know what's funny? I feel like these movies, if they could actually, they could probably <laughs> co line with each other in one universe, but they don't. But if they could, it would be kind of sweet.
1: Yeah, and they all, they all in some way... Involve cult activity. Even Hereditary has huge, heavy themes of cult.
0: But that's why I like mentality into it. Those type of horror movies, like the cult theme within the like horror movies, are some of my favorite films Mm -hmm. because it really shows. Is like these these people or something like they try to praise under one thing and try to hide themselves and to pretend to be good, but when they're evil, and then trying to recruit other people who don't feel like they don't belong, to, f- to join their cult.
1: But when you compare it to Ari... Not Ari. When you compare Ari Aster's style to James Wan's style of directing horror films, it's, it's different in a sense where it's like... I mean, the Saw movie is just this, this genius person creating these death traps and selecting certain groups of people to kill. And it's a genius way of going about it because Saw 3, and I think it might be Saw 3 that I'm thinking of, but Saw 3 is essentially a group of people who are ex convicts who were all arrested by this one cop who is locked in with them with his son.
0: That that is Saw 3, okay.
1: That is Saw 3. And the fact that he chose all of them with the cop and his son just. Oh. It It's fucked up, but it's so genius. And it's like, Ari Aster couldn't come up with shit like that. I mean, Saw 3 was released in what? Sorry, I'm looking it up.
0: <sighs>
1: Saw 3 was released in 2006.
0: Yeah. Right? Saw 3?
1: Saw 3 was released in 2006. Saw... The first Saw movie was 2004. I thought it was 2005, but it is. So after doing some light research on Ari Aster...
0: We made a mistake.
1: We made a huge mistake.
0: Huge mistake. He
1: has no involvement in the witch whatsoever. None at all. It really... I just looked up Ari Aster, and I also had to look up the witch separately. Even though it's kind of like... I think maybe is, is under the same production house...
0: Yeah, it's not it's,
1: actually an Ari Aster movie. No, it's
0: directed by Robert Eggers.
1: Yes, so we apologize for that.
0: We are very sorry, and I, I've, I don't know if I'm we still, talked about it before on yeah. the podcast.
1: I mean, I'm still not a big fan of The Witch. It just didn't really... It's not one of those I movies.
0: Am? I'm a huge well, well, I'm no, a I mean,
1: I'm not saying you didn't like it because it yeah. was Ari Aster directed. But no,
0: it had nothing to do with it, but yeah.
1: We apologize for our mistake. Yes, but his two notable works so far are *Hereditary* and *Midsummer*. The only one we both have seen together so far is *Midsummer*. That's just so
0: weird, though. I just feel like that movie would be something that would be kind of like made in the same influence, but it's just so weird now that it's only two of them and not *The Witch* with it.
1: But he's to make okay. So the point I was trying to make was that Ari Aster has been making movies since 2011, and granted, before *Hereditary*, he made a lot of indie films that weren't exactly horror psychological thrillers he made a lot of like independent movies that were a bit obscure yes but he had a lot of time between the release of saw to come up with something you know interesting and yeah he created hereditary or directed hereditary at least but still it's like his movies don't really there's some there's something about them that don't I don't like and I'm not I know I've gone into great length and detail in my previous episodes excuse me I've gone into great length in previous episodes about why I didn't like Midsummer so you like I said if you haven't heard already yeah watch in previous listen episodes to the up- listen to those listen to those yeah
0: because I'm not but, having to re- re-explain all that yeah, shit yeah no. I'm
1: just gonna summarize that. In this instance, between James Wan and Ari Aster, I prefer James Wan because he's very creative. He's very good in the way he directs movies. And especially in um, ghost movies, like The Conjuring and The Insidious movies, he really knows how to get a good crew of people together to create the visuals that were made for these movies. Yeah. I think, mean, granted, yes, a lot of them involve a lot of jump scares, which a lot of people are kind of sick of nowadays, but some of them work. Yeah, and in the Conjuring movies, In yeah. the Conjuring movies, they kind of work. Yeah. Like, I watched one the other day. Well, not the other day, but, like, last month before I left my last job. I was sitting in my office with my coworkers, and we had some downtime, and we were watching... Annabelle, the first Annabelle movie. Mm -hmm. And it's the scene where, I think Mia is her name, the mom, who has the baby and has the Annabelle doll, like, kind of originally in the Annabelle movie. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: She's going up the stairs in her apartment building, and she's trying to get upstairs, and she's being followed by this entity that starts from the basement and kind of just worked its way up. But there's a moment where the power goes out in the building, and it's thunder and lightning outside. And the lightning cracks. And in that flash, you see this demonic looking face running up the stairs towards her. And it scared the shit out of my coworker. I heard a, somebody scream. So it tells me that they, they did a good job doing what they were supposed to do, which is make people scared. Yeah. And I, I love that. I love that about James Wan movies. It's really, really good. So, do you have any final thoughts you want to ex- express before we move on?
0: Um, well, a few things. One, sorry about the witch comment, Mm -hmm. about the witch thing earlier. It was Robert Eggers. Don't say anything. Let me talk until we go to the next thing.
1: Okay.
0: James Wan, I didn't realize until now that did Aquaman, so that was a bit of a shocker. Mm hmm So that was cool. And also, um... And also, Annabelle was actually, I will be honest, like a lot of the Possessed movies were stuff like that I wasn't really too much a big fan of, especially that came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. But I will say that Annabelle is actually a really good movie. Yeah. So, other than that, let, let's go to our next, um, yeah.
1: Because if you enjoyed Annabelle, you're going to love Annabelle Creation, and you're really going to love Annabelle Comes Home. I did.
0: I don't want her to come home.
1: No, but you got to watch them. Well, I mean, Annabelle Creation is available on HBO Max, which we have, but Annabelle Comes Home is no longer available on HBO Max, so I don't know how we're going to go about getting that. I
0: I don't care. It's fine. If it comes up somewhere, we will watch it. But anyway, I will say this before we go to the next one. Okay. I really wish that they would just take Raggedy and doll and put it in the films instead of this terrifying looking doll, because it obviously looks evil.
1: I found a pair of Annabelle leggings at Record Archive today. And I almost was a little compelled to buy them. But then I'm thinking, in my fat ass, her face is not going to look the way it does. <laughs> but
0: instead, you bought a Lady Gaga poster. I and, bought a uh, Lady
1: Gaga and a Prince poster. poster. So, yeah. It's worth the money.
0: It's worth I don't care. more than the Annabelle socks. Wait, there was really Annabelle socks there?
1: Leggings. Oh, leggings. They were leggings. Oh, man,
0: I want a pair of leggings. Anyway. anyway. <laughs>
1: Our next opinion is Dr. Sleep is a great horror film. I
0: will say this is that out of a lot of horror films, especially ones that are remade and stuff like that, or not remade, but like, this is a sequel, especially for modern sequels. This was a really impressive sequel for sure, especially for this time of age and everything. And even when sequels really do suck in horror films, this one definitely proved that this could actually have a really good story
1: a lot of them do a lot of horror movies have really terrible sequels and i th- i find this one even though it was a long overdue which i understand doctor sleep wasn't published until you said 2014 yeah yeah much well deserved sequel and it was really really good for what it was like i'm glad that someone like mike flanagan who picked up the project as a director was capable and you know enough to make such a unique sequel to this movie. Yes. It was so good. I can't I can't get over how well put together this whole movie was because I mean we all know Stephen King in great length can write a story. He could write
0: one hell of a story. But exactly.
1: Some- so to be able to condense, you know, over a thousand pages worth of literature into a hour two and a, a
0: half movie.
1: Well two and a half hour, I'm assuming. Sometimes but, those
0: movies are an hour and a half. Hour and a half years.
1: but I feel like he did a pretty good job in not only trying to stay true to the story, because even Stephen King himself loved the Doctor Sleep movie. Mm -hmm. He thought he did a much better job than Kubrick ever did with the Shining adaptation. Yeah,
0: with the first one, because Stephen hated that one.
1: Yeah, and I'm really glad that it came out the way it did, because it was terrifying, and it really did it justice as as far as sequels go. Because usually with sequels... You can almost expect that it's either going to reflect in some ways the original, but this one...
0: But there's always did, a not quite chance.
1: Didn't quite go word for word. You know, like, it's not like a remake. It's not... It's a, it's a sequel. It's but a it's continuation. Not, it's a continuation of a story 30 years later.
0: Yeah. Which 30, is fine. 30 plus years, yeah.
1: Still. Which is fine. But it's just so interesting that, like, the way this one about it, because... It didn't focus so heavily on the Overlook Hotel until the final act of the movie, which is great. Because mm-hmm. that's where it all ends. That's where it all started in The Shining, and that's where it all ends in Doctor Sleep. Yeah. And I love the way, like, the visuals in it were so good. The special effects were amazing. This is the only time I would ever give CGI credit. Where
0: credit where, where is credit due. Where credit is due, yes. Oh, so You were thinking about that, weren't you?
1: I, I get a little winded sometimes when I go into these conversations yeah. Yeah. because breathe, it's so breathe, breathe. it's so good and the acting styles are so good too i mean Ewan McGregor, phenomenal actor. He has a great, I love him.
0: He's a, he has a great knack for voice work. And he's like, universal. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he's, you know? a, he's an like, Irishman who can speak pretty damn good English like we do.
1: He speaks pretty good English. I mean, if you see him in Big Fish, he can pull off a really thick southern accent pretty well. He really well.
0: can. And if you ever see him in, uh, in the Star Wars movies, he has a really good accent in there as well, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's British. But, I mean, it's... Yeah. You know, like I said, he's universal in Beauty and the Beast. He was the voice of Lumiere. Oh, wait. Was he Lumiere? In the live-action one, yeah.
0: Oh, shit. That's right. He was in Beauty and the Beast. That's weird. Okay. So
1: he does... Like I said, he's a great actor. Yeah. I like... I love
0: Ian McGregor.
1: And the girl who plays Abra, she's phenomenal. Like, there's a moment in the movie... the little one, yeah. The girl. Yeah, yeah, she, she... There's a moment in the movie where... Danny projects his mind into Abra mm-hmm. to try to help her escape from the group of people who are trying to kill her. I
0: like how they do the escape thing so in the Shining. But yeah.
1: but the way that she took on like Danny's personality? Yeah.
0: She went into his body.
1: Well, he it's essentially Danny who's...
0: Went into hers.
1: Sort of possessing Abra to help her escape.
0: So they could possess bodies if they could.
1: They could if they wanted to. But Danny is, you know, pretty powerful with his gift of the Shining. So anything's possible, I guess. And the fact that, you know, as an actress, she was able to act like a 30-plus-year-old man. Yeah. In the way that she did, it, it's just so, it it's so good.
0: I'm over how good how, this that's was. That's how talented she is as an actress. For as young as she mm-hmm. is, my God.
1: Casting choices were really great. I uh, loved it.
0: I will say this. My favorite scene in the whole film mm-hmm. is when Danny was a little kid. And they went back to their house and everything. And he's watching TV with his mom. Mm-hmm. And this was at the time when he wasn't talking because the whole thing just fucked him up. Yeah. So, so when he finally talked to his friend, which, what's his name again?
1: Dick, I think. Dick,
0: Yeah, Dickie or whatever his name was. Talked to him about overcoming his fears. And then that night, when he went to the bathroom, saw the woman in the tub, he basically went in there, faced his fear, and locked her up in a box.
1: Yeah, and I love that, too. The visual. Yeah. The then- visuals and... In- how they display each of these characters' minds... Yeah. ...is amazing. And they went back to normal. We, no, because we see, we see these interactions between Rose the Hat and Abra. Abra and Danny and even Rose and Danny. Mm-hmm. You know, like, every one of them has their ghosts or their memories stored in a very unique way. And it's just so interesting to see how... Especially considering when you think about how old these people actually are. Because Abra's a teenager.
0: Yeah.
1: So her mind is like a filing cabinet system where all of her memories are stored like files. Danny is a 30, you know, I don't want to say middle-aged, but he's an older man. And the, with, with all the stuff that he's had to go through in his life...
0: Actually, I thought he was in his 40s.
1: Well, could be. Again, I may be wrong about the timeline, but Danny is essentially an older man. Older than Abra, but not much older than Rose the Hat, who has lived on for a very, very long time, which I'm going to get into in a minute. But his mind is like the corn—not the corn maze—it's the hedge maze at the Overlook, Mm -hmm. and each trunk contains a ghost from his past that he's just stored in there to prevent. Each
0: box. He puts
1: them in a box to prevent them from coming out and harming him, which is great. And then you go into Rose's head. And it's like a library. It's like this grand library of... You could design shelves. it any way you want. No, shelf, Shellfuls of memories. I know, but I'm saying and with your just, mind,
0: you can do that. You can design it any well, way you want.
1: Well, the way that they do it, and I think it's because of their gift, really. Mm-hmm. And the way that they're able to tap into that part of their mind where they're like, okay, I can just go in there and, you know, pull a memory and it will come to me just so easily. And it's like... How fucking cool is that?
0: Especially see, her library. To see
1: it in visual form like that is so unique mm-hmm. and I loved it. It's just so fucking well put together. I can't get over how good this movie was. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts? Otherwise, I'm gonna go into another long winded rant again.
0: Red rum, that's it. Okay.
1: <laughs> um so in Pet Cemetery, the scariest character in that whole film can't is say it. sure.
0: Zelda. Yes.
1: <laughs> Rachel's sister, Zelda.
0: Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, I, that voice always fucking I, me.
1: I can't. I can't go into too much detail about it without uh, it scarring me. Because I'm going to get nightmares about her tonight. And, and in just,
0: case that people don't know either, when you think of Zelda, you think of this old raggedy woman and mm-hmm. everything. But really, underneath all that makeup and fake bones and stuff, it's really a man.
1: I know. But it's still, it's the visuals for that, for those scenes of um, Rachel's sister. Because there's really, like, a few scenes where they actually show Zelda. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it's the
1: flashback scene from Rachel's story about how Zelda died.
0: hmm
1: There's two premonitional visions that Rachel has where she opens up the door into a room and she sees Rachel mm-hmm. or not Rachel um Zelda Are
0: you talking about in the remake or in the new one? I'm the, or, the original. Well, one. in the original. Yeah. In the
1: original. Cuz that's that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. That one gives me nightmares. I can't Oh, the way she like lurched up in bed that way like, was like Yeah. Oh, it just creeps me out. Oh.
0: oh. I would hate to have her back.
1: Like, yeah. I mean, Go fuck yourself if you think the cat and Gage are scarier. They're not that scary. No, when you they see... They didn't really do much the front Gage out to look demonic or menacing. You know, no. like...
0: They try to make them all cutesy they put and a little, shit.
1: They put a little fake scar, paled up his hair and his face a little bit more.
0: Yeah, they put a, even a little and hat gave on him. And him. gave him
1: a scapel. That's not scary. I'm sorry, but it's not scary. He
0: killed Henry Munster. I was so mad that he did that.
1: Yeah, he killed Judd across yeah. across the street. Oh my god. But then, like, when you compare that Zelda to the remake Zelda, it's still kind of scary in a sense. I mean, yeah, they made her look a lot more gross in the remake than they did in the original. But still, the this, this scene of her flashback in that is just so terrifying. Yeah. I just can't... Ugh. Falling down a dumbwaiter. It's, like, equivalent to my fear of being in an elevator and it breaks down and trying to get out of it and it falls and cuts you in half i can't
0: that's what makes you feel alive no it doesn't but then you die it scares the
1: (laughs) shit out of me i don't like that at all so do you have any other thoughts about this
0: Um, one? No, other than you know, don't go down to the pet cemetery because the grass is sour. <laughs> All
1: right. So we did one, so. two, and three. Do you want to do a fourth one and then call it a day, or do you? Yes, do two we more? will.
0: We will do a final one and okay. then call it a day. All
1: right. So we'll do a fourth one and then there'll definitely be a part three coming up.
0: Yep. Within oh.
1: the week or so. Anyway, the next one is in the movie Jaws. The real villain is not the shark, but. The mayor.
0: The mayor, which you know, it's funny. I my, agree. My dad, even back in the day, thought the mayor was the evil one than yes. really the shark, because he was the one that was just wanting to people to stay in the water so he can have business. You know, so he are can. Are you
1: chewing on your nails over there? Hey. Hey. What are you doing?
0: Any hey. Sorry. Come on. Focus. I heard
1: crunching, and I'm like, "What Any... are you doing?" Anyway, down anyway
0: I think that the mayor is more evil than the shark because he wants okay. everyone to be. In the water. He wants no, 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 business. No, no, no. He wants the money. Yeah, yeah.
1: See, yeah. he's doing this all for the money. Because he yeah. knows that the town that they're in is a tourist town. People come for the, the tourist be- attraction. Yeah,
0: the beach, they the come, tourist Yeah, They come for the everything. beach.
1: They come for the shops. They come for the atmosphere. They come for the food, and yeah. If people aren't going to the beach and swimming in the ocean, then there's really no reason for people to come. Which yeah. then runs the businesses to the ground in that town.
0: That's funny, I see Which,
1: I understand if you're a business that doesn't thrive in all your seasons like, like yeah, if you're not thriving all year, in the summers or you're, you know it's where business booms most of the time then you really need to find a new profession because this kind of scenario was easily laid out to them by the sheriff, you know and it, it's like, he told you He had specialists come in and tell you that people shouldn't be swimming in the water if this kind of shark is out there. Yeah. And the, the mayor didn't care. Nobody cared. Nobody cared if there was a shark out in the water. Everybody just thought that he was crazy and being paranoid because he had a fear of water. So what? It's a shark. You've got two people who have already been eaten by this shark. And you're gonna go ahead and approve... For more people to go into the water.
0: It's kind of like the same thing with like, you know, with the whole pandemic exactly. and vaccination going on.
1: Exactly. And
0: like people, they're like, they don't want to wear masks, but they have to wear masks. But there's like, the mayor's kind of like basically the whole thing being like, "Here, you could take your mask off and just exactly. do whatever you want.
1: I mean, you can compare it to this kind of situation because we've had, we've had officials. Like the government is telling you, mask up, get your vaccines, mm-hmm. social distance, Yes. You've had the CDC and healthcare professionals telling you, this is what you need to do in order to prevent the spread of COVID. Exactly. And what do people do? They don't listen. They, fuck they don't care. They don't care.
0: They want to they go just up. go
1: ahead and do whatever the fuck they want to do. They want to live that, their lives.
0: And if they get sick, then who cares, right?
1: Exactly. Now, we're not going to go into that no, we're aspect not. No, of the we're conversation. We're going back to the demic. But we can say it with certainty that... The situ- this kind of situation in Jaws can be in some ways compared to this real life situation. Yeah. But in the end of the day, the mayor was told, Stop. the mayor was aware that this was a threat. He did not take it seriously and he encouraged people to go into the water and people died.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And look what happened. You know? People witnessed other people being eaten by a shark. Yeah. It, I, And... And this not only happens once, but it happens twice in the sequel. Yeah. Same mayor, same shark, same bullshit. Well, maybe not same shark, Mm -hmm. but same scenario. Yeah. Shark comes into the town, eats some people, same sheriff tells the same mayor, look, we have another shark attack. He's saying, oh, you're being paranoid, you're being crazy, it's not... Really, a shark attack? You're a
0: moron. Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then again, look what fucking happened.
0: And the guy's looking at him, being like, "What did I tell you?"
1: I know. It's like we need one of those situations where it's safe to look at people and say, "Did I tell you? Did I not tell you that this is going to happen?"
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Like there should be. I mean, if if this were real life and a real life mayor did this kind of bullshit, they, they should definitely be held accountable. Being that irresponsible. Yeah. Because even at one point in time, I believe in the first movie, a little boy got eaten in the beginning. Timmy. Well, I don't know if his name was Timmy. No, I'm just kidding. But his mom came up and she got mad at the sheriff for allowing this to happen. Yeah. And you could tell he wanted to say, oh no, I wasn't me.
0: It was the guy. Thank your mayor.
1: mayor. Thank your fucking mayor. For allowing this to happen. Yeah. Because he's too busy worrying about what other people's businesses are gonna happen if no tourists show up. <sighs> that thank your mayor. Thank the person you voted for to run this
0: town. I think that's why I kinda didn't like the movie either, because the mayor was just fucking annoying.
1: The mayor frustrates the shit out of me. I just want to really if
0: I was if I was the guy with the glasses saying we're gonna need a bigger boat, I'd be Yeah, them. that's the sheriff. Yeah. Really? No, no, the guy What? Yeah. That's not the sheriff. Oh, that's the sheriff, but I'm talking about the mayor. I would slap the shit mayor out of the mayor. Mayor Vaughn,
1: I believe his name is. That's
0: who I'm talking about. I would slap the shit out of the mayor. The sh- If I was the sheriff, I would slap him. Slap that mayor.
1: I know. It's just... It, it frustrates me watching that movie sometimes. And yeah. it's just... it. It baffles me. Like, how stupid could you fucking be? Mm-hmm. When you have professionals telling you what not to do. Like, hey... I've been doing this kind of job for, like, eight-plus years, and I have a degree, and, you know, I have credentials that back up my work.
0: I was doing this when you were swimming in your daddy's nutsack.
1: Yeah, but it's like, please take what I say in consideration. I know what I'm talking about. If you continue to let people go into that water, and this predatory creature is seeking these people out because they're hungry and they want to eat, and they don't care what they're eating.
0: Richard Dreyfuss was really good in the movie, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That was was, a good movie. Yeah, he was great. He was the smart guy in the movie. Exactly. When all the idiots are around, you have to have that smart guy in the middle. That's him. Yes. So, yes.
1: So, I believe that the mayor is the villain in the Jaws movies and not the shark.
0: And I totally agree. And the mayor is a complete douchebag. So, if he ever he, so if he gets eaten, that's good,
1: yeah, because at the end of the day you I mean, you really have to come to the conclusion that a shark is a creature living its life based on instinct, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's intentionally trying to kill people or not, you don't know does, what it's thinking. He
0: doesn't have emotions. it, it
1: could be mistaking, yeah. it could be mistaking people for fish or it could you know have become in some way, I don't want to say rabid, because I don't think sharks can get rabies, but yes. it, it becomes ravenous in a way where it's, like, Maybe devouring raised
0: people. around flesh, I don't know. No,
1: but it's like it becomes ravenous in a way where it starts to seek these people out who are going into the water and eating them. So, Did, did the mayor
0: ever die in the movies? Please tell I, me he did.
1: Well, I know he doesn't exactly make an appearance in the third film.
0: Yeah.
1: At least I don't think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think I think even the third film took place at another location and not Cape Cod.
0: Alright. Yeah. Okay. Well, which
1: I can't wait to watch the new American Horror Story, because I heard that movie has was taking place in around the same location where Jaws was filmed. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the next American Horror Story season.
0: <laughs> it's
1: coming out this month in August.
0: Well, Some yeah, month. this month, right? Yeah. This is August, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Colin. Anyway,
0: <laughs> do you have it. any
1: f- final thoughts before we wrap this up?
0: Um, No, not exactly. But other than that, um, this has actually been a good conversation.
1: This has been a very good conversation. I
0: enjoy it very much. So. I do
1: enjoy these very much, too. Yes. And like I said, I'm going to keep posting these unpopular opinions on our Instagram story, So, Ooh. excuse me.
0: Oh. If you wanna,
1: if you wanna go ahead and put in your vote for which you feel like is, you know, unpopular opinionated, go ahead and do so on our Abby Normal Podcast Instagram page. We, I believe, we still have our Facebook, but we yeah. haven't really been monitoring that. Well, I really
0: don't care about that one.
1: But. Yeah, our Instagram is your best bet to follow us and stay updated with our show. And if you want to
0: talk to us or message us, whatever, just let us know. Yeah, definitely. That'd be cool. I mean, mean, we still look at that or anything. We're not famous, so... Yeah, I mean, we're,
1: we're slowly growing, I noticed, over the past few weeks. Ever since we started posting our episodes on Podomatic, our... Audience has grown a a lot greater. So,
0: we're basically baby muscles right now until we get bulkier. Well,
1: our progress is growing in recent weeks, and I'm very happy to see that people are liking our show a lot more. And, you know, we're getting more followers. We're generating a lot of, I don't want to say popularity, but I'm glad that a lot of people are liking what, what we're doing. Okay. You know, it makes me proud to have this podcast and to continue to do this podcast and at least be able to have the life that i have where i get to still work do what i need to do off record and do the podcast at the same time with me yes colin with you
0: Mm -hmm. i wish
1: you would have more time to do it with me but that's whatever
0: i'm sorry it's it's busy out there man it's a jungle out there anyway so so anyway this has been an episode of the happy normal podcast but if you want to know more about us or try Mm. to find us this is how you do it
1: I forgot to put in my own personal opinion. Remember that one? Which one? About Jurassic Park.
0: No, we're done. No. Damn it. No. That's in, in part three. You can do it.
1: Yeah, so stay tuned for part three because I'll definitely be putting in my personal unpopular opinion about Jurassic Park in that episode.
0: We almost left. Mm.
1: Almost. We're almost done.
0: Yes, but all right. So, just if you want to catch us, Aaliyah will tell you where. To I find already us. did. Did you? I already just did that?
1: that part. Did you not hear me talk about our Instagram page? Oh
0: yeah, that's right. You did. Shut up. Anyway, so here. So this is the end of our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you all for listening and stay tuned for the unpopular opinion part three. This has been the Abby Normal Podcast. I'm your host Colin and I'm Alia. Signing off, saying we're going to need a bigger podcast. <laughs> I'm <laughs> gonna